Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. We've um, started a series last week. Um, Greg started it last week, and it's called A Part or A Part, right? So it depends on how we want to say it, okay? A part of a body or a part from a body. It's still the same thing. All right, so the summary of, of the topic is we have been called to belong to God's family, all right? And we've been called apart from a group of people, all right? And that's what we're going to look at today in God's Word. And we intend to see scriptures that teaches us, that confirms that, that explains that better to us in God's Word this morning. Amen. Matthew 28, um, verse 18 to 20. We're going to read together, okay? And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Can we teaching them? to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. All right, so from that passage, we see clearly that God, Jesus Christ, when he was living, he gave us a clear purpose. He gave the church a clear goal, a clear assignment that we can call a call. He called us to do something in particular. He told us to go out, okay? He called us, all right? And that's the point I want to emphasize today, that we have been called to be part of something. That's the point I want to explain today, okay? So we've been called to be part of something, and the church has been called, in fact, the, the, the concept of the church in itself, in the Greek, the church in the Greek is ecclesia. So you wonder why we do the Greek and all. See, I speak two languages, okay? Apparently so. <laughs> that makes me, you know, that makes me to understand the value of word, of words. For example, in my native language, there is no word for computer. All right? There's no word for computer. Well, however, we got a name for it, such that that name is not translated computer. The name is translated a machine. People that are from the world understand. A machine that is as fast as an eagle. You, 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 Chade is laughing. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what we call computer. That's the translation, okay? A machine that is as fast as an eagle. So if you see the word computer and, sorry, if you see the word a machine that is as fast as an eagle, then you want to go to where it is coming from, okay? Because by the time you see a computer, you won't see an eagle, all right? You won't see, you won't see wings, if you get what I'm saying. 
Now, that's the reason we try to go back because the Bible wasn't written in Greek. Sorry, wasn't written in English. Okay, it was originally written in, in uh, Greek. And thankfully so for those that interpreted that for us to read and understand today. Right? Thankfully so. Right? Now, we go back to understand why, you know, the, the root meaning of some words. For example, church. The word church is ecclesia. Right? And that word in itself is a combination of two words. Ek. Ek meaning out. Out of. Out from. The essence is out. Like where we have ex. Out. Now, kaleo is the other word there, meaning called. Called from. Alright? So, that's the, that's the root meaning. Now, so it gives us the understanding that the church in itself, we are a called out people. We are called out from the rest of the world. God, Christ, has called us out to belong. He's called us apart. We, that is the church. That's the essence. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the essence of the church. Alright, so you will see in several scriptures telling us to come out of them. As a matter of fact, that has been his intention. We, you will see that being, uh, you will see shadows and types of that all through from Genesis. You remember how he called Abraham? Alright, you remember how he called the children of Israel out of Egypt? That is the church. That is the type. Alright, now we are saying all of this to make you and I understand that we are called out people. And it's a privilege to be so, to be called so. We are called out. Now let's just see some scriptures that helps us understand that better in, this, you know, in the Bible, having known that we are called out. Alright, you know, these days, you know, if you call people out, say, I'm calling you out. It could be embarrassing at times. I'm calling you out. Uh, I'm calling Debs out, for example. You know, I'm just calling. No, but actually, it's good for us in the context of the church because we have been called out. We are the church. Right? Praise the Lord. Now, uh, so I've said the church of God is a calling. We've been called apart to belong to something greater than us, as you're going to see, okay? So, we have been called to be part of God's calling. There's a calling in God. It's calling, come, 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 come. And he has called us to be part of him, all right? And when he called us, he gave us a goal, a purpose. Let's just see some scriptures quickly, because in church, we read the Bible. In church, we study the scriptures together, okay? There are different meetings, and in different meetings, we do different things, okay? But in, in church meetings, what do we do? We read the Bible together. We understand the scripture together, okay? So, let's see Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Look at that. It says, for the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. That's the first point there. There's a calling in God, okay? And when God has called us out, it is without repentance. I won't go into the details of repentance there, okay? But then repentance will be, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't turn around, all right? God has called you and I into his family, and we belong there, and there is no repentance. There is no changing in that. That's number one. 
Let's see another scripture. All right. Um, First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six. Let's just ignore that for now. We we saw that later. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six. For ye see your calling. You see your calling. Can you say after me? I have a calling. I have a calling in God. Now, it's not just, see, we are, we are looking at the scripture so that we know it's not just the pastors or the leaders or some few people that have been called. We as a church, we are called out people. We have been called by God. We're going to see the purpose shortly. All right? Just follow the thought and see how you and I have been called. It says, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. We have been called. All right? To be part of the scheme, the plan, the universal plan of God. I have been called. What a privilege. He says, not many people, not the rich, not the wise, not the noble, not the strong men. If it's by that, maybe we won't be here. All right? We have, that's not the standard, but God has called us. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. We're just trying to establish this fact to see from many parts of the scripture to have you, to make us have an identity in the church of God. I've been called to be part of this. I've been called to be part of this. Right. Ephesians verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 18. It says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. So there's a hope of that calling. He didn't just call us to sit down and warm the bench and just, you know, he called us for a purpose. He called us for a purpose. There's a hope to which he had called us. There's a hope. So we have been called of a certainty. We have been called. We're going to see some more scriptures so that we establish that properly. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Look at that again. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who had done what? Who has called you. Who has called you. So we are called. We've been called here. It says, called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we've been called. You have been called into his marvelous light. We've been called out of darkness. Colossians chapter 1, you know, verse, uh, verse 13, it says, He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We have been called. We are called. I am called. You are called. Okay? So the call of God is upon every believer's life. The call of God is upon every one of us. Not just some few. Everyone that has received Christ, that has believed in Christ, we have been called. Right? Now, in, 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 we're just going to read one more scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Then we proceed in our teaching, in our Bible study, in our message for today. Romans chapter 8, 
Look at that. It says, and we know. <laughs> this is a very popular scripture that we quote, okay? It says, and we know. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for the good of them that loved God. How many people love God here today? I love God. I do. All right? You know, there's a song we sing. He has forgiven me all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. That's that. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it is such a loving father. So those of us that have loved God, he says all things work together. He says to them, to them who are the called. So we are the called. So we can read that place today. For them who are the church of God. Because the church are the called out people. Called out to be part of him. Part of his plan. Part of, see, he says called out according to his purpose. So that takes me to the next point. According to his purpose. So it means that we have been called according to his purpose. There's a purpose for our calling. That purpose that is without repentance, that purpose that is not for the noble, for the mighty, for the rich ones, uh, that purpose for which you have been called out of darkness into the light, it is for a purpose. There's a purpose for that calling. For them that are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. All right? So and if we have been called to a purpose, then you will agree with me that the purpose of God on earth is carried out in relationships. The purpose of God is carried out not as a solo person or not in silos. God's purpose is carried out by our relationships. The Bible itself is a book of, is a story, is a book of relationship. So that when you see, when you see the very first story that you see in the Bible, you see the story of God and man. Relationship. God wanting to carry out his purpose. He didn't just come, oh, and everything is. No. You see God and man. God and Adam. All right? So the purpose of God is carried out in relationships. You will see the purpose of God in the stories of men, in, the, in, you know, in their relationship, in their interactions together. So we've been called to a relationship. So I wrote here, I said, I said the Bible is built on relationship. That's why Jesus didn't just come. Jesus was born by a mommy, by a mother. <laughs> Jesus didn't just appear. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no. All right? He came, he, you know, he, it, it, you know, he came by a relationship, Joseph and Mary. Before then, you will see, you will see Adam and Eve relationship. You will see Abraham and Sarah relationship. And in the midst of those relationships, you will see God carrying out his purpose, his plans. Right? So God has called us into a purpose. It is a purpose of relationship with him utmost, you know, ultimately, but with ourselves. You will see Isaac and Rebecca. You will see David and Jonathan. All forms of relationships. You will see Jesus and his disciples carrying out the purpose and the plans of God. All right? So, so you, will, you will see that the purpose, the plan and the purpose of God, okay, on earth is, is carried out in relationships, in our relationships. Amen. All right? So you will see where God, 
okay? You will see the story of God in the midst of people. Don't forget God is a spirit. You won't see God. Uh, uh, Jesus told us that no man has seen God before. <laughs> All right? And when Jesus speaks, you want to pay attention. When Jesus speaks, it overrules all other things you have seen. For example, when, when you know, like in, in my family, when COVID speaks, and when I come to say something different, that overrules, as it is in our different settings, in our offices. You know, it overrules. See, see, what Jesus said is key. We pay attention. Okay? So Jesus came. Okay? So I've said that to say, when Moses said, oh, I saw God face to face. But Jesus came to tell us, no man, no man has seen God at any time. <laughs> he was correcting some points before then. Okay, but he said, he that has come has declared him. He that came from his bosom, John chapter 1 verse 18, he says, he that came from his bosom has declared him, has made him known. We're going to go back to that point later. Okay, uh, uh, because it's part of the point I want to discuss today. So you will see where, uh, you will see the story of God in the midst of people, and God wants us to see people as he sees them. Because God carries out his plans, his purpose, his calling to which you have been called in relationships. So we've been called to be part of this. All right? And it's important for us to understand what we've been called into. We've been called into relationship with God. Into relationship with ourselves. But we say there's no Jew nor Gentile. There's neither female or male. We've been called to be one in God. Because it is in our oneness, it is in our relationship that God fulfills his purpose. All right? And, I, you know, I've said here that our relationship must reflect God's plan. So, to the extent that the relationship that we form, that we build together, is not reflecting the agenda of God, then you want to begin to question that relationship. You have friends that we don't pray together, that we don't evangelize together, that we don't discuss God's word together, or we don't discuss what God is doing together. Apparently, that's not the only thing we discuss together, okay? But that must be, that must be a major theme, a major theme of your conversation. Because our relationship must reflect the plans and purpose of God. So we've been called, called to be part of God's plan, God's purpose on earth. Okay? Relationships are God's plans. The project of God is the project of relationship. You see him doing that all through the ages. All through the ages. He's called us to be part of that. Amen. And we're beginning to wrap up just now. Alright? So, we've been called to build relationship that prioritizes the plan of God. We've been called... To do what? To build relationship with ourselves that prioritizes the plan of God. The plan of God. According to them, so all things work for good for the called, the called, those that are the called according to his purpose. Then you want to begin to pay attention what is the purpose of God. Like we've said many times, the purpose of God is, is key, is very, very particular. Is very, very particular. All right? 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Timothy 2, 4. We're going to come to that shortly. I didn't give you that, but it's very key to what we're saying. And I want us to see it. Because God has a will. 
God has a purpose. God has a plan. And the moment we understand that, or the earlier we, 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 uh, we, we, we get so conversant with that plan, the earlier it's good for us to begin to see, oh, this is the will of God. And you bring that into the purpose, into your relationship, into the core of your relationships. Because the plan of God, 1 Timothy 2.4. Thank you. So the, the, the plan and purpose of God is in relationship and that the earlier we begin to understand that, the earlier we see and understand the underlying factor, the will of God, the plan of God, the project of God here on earth, the better for us. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. In verse 3, he's saying that we should pray for all men, okay, and all rulers and all the rulers. It says, it says for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. That's verse 3, okay? It says, now verse 4 now says, who will, who has an agenda, who has a purpose, who has a will that what? That all men be saved. That is the purpose of God. That is the will of God. Okay, God will that all men be saved and to do what? And to come to the knowledge of the truth. The verse, verse 5 goes on, it says, for there's, for there's one mediator and, you know, uh, the man, Christ Jesus. But the plan of God is that all men come to the knowledge of his son, come to the knowledge of the truth. And we are saying that that purpose is worked out by our relationships. We've been called to that. We've been called to that purpose, all right? So you want to begin to ask your, yourself a, a question about how is my relationship, how are our relationships, our friendship, you know, our association, you know, we being member of the same church, how have we promoted this will of God for them that are called according to his purpose, according to his pleasure, according to his will? Amen. Jesus Christ sets a pattern for us. I told us earlier that when Jesus speaks, we want to pay attention to what he's saying. He said, no man at any point has seen, has seen God before. He says, but I've come to declare him. To declare him will be, I've come to make him known. You see, when you are traveling and you are going through the, you know, through the port's authority and so they tell, you, they tell you to declare your good. You make it known. You show something clearly. So Jesus Christ is the one who came to show God to us. All right? And not just showing God to us, he sets a pattern for us to follow. He sets a pattern. All right? And I'm going to show you one of that pattern that will summarize everything I've been saying. And we're going to learn one or two things from there. And we just pray together this morning. Amen? Jesus Christ came to set a pattern to declare God. So you can now see him. Okay? Because God is a spirit. We don't see spirit. Okay, he says, as the wind blows to and fro, he says, you don't know where it's coming from, you don't know where it's going. He says, so is the spirit of God. God is a spirit. But God in his loving kindness sent his son to, to, to show us who God is, how God functions, patterns in God. So in Jesus Christ, you're going to see different patterns. Patterns of prayers, patterns of love, pattern of dealing with men, pattern of how to live life. He came to set priorities. He came to show us the pattern in life. One of the patterns, you know, applies to what we're talking about today. And we're just going to read that also. And we pray together. John chapter 15, verse 15. We see a pattern, a very peculiar pattern in God. Very, very important. I will read, let's read together again. John 15, 15. It says, henceforth, this is Jesus talking. So you pay, because this is the man that came 
Bible says there's no other mediator, there's no other savior, except this man is the mediator between us and God. Okay? So he came to set a pattern for us in every phase of life. And this is one of the patterns. Okay? Uh, he says, henceforth, I called you not servants, for the servants knoweth not what his, what his Lord does, doeth. But I have called you friends, relationships. Relationships. So we are, re- we, are, we are friends with the Father. We are friends with Jesus Christ. We've been called to a friendship with him. And in that friendship, we fulfill the will of God. I will say one more time for emphasis. God carry out, you know, carry out his plan, his purpose on earth by our relationships. So you don't do it alone. He doesn't do it by himself alone. He can, but he chooses to go through relationships with ourselves. We've been called into this relationship together. So look at what he says. He says, says, he has called us. Look at it. Called you, friends, for all things that I've heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So why? So, 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 So some quick lessons there will be that friends teaches, friends promotes the plan and purpose of God. We teach ourselves God's word. That's what, that, that's what it means. We've been called, we belong to a family, we belong to a friendship where we teach ourselves the plan and the purpose of God. Number one, we've been called to love. We've been called to love ourselves. We, we belong to the church. The church is a called out people. We have been called out to love. That's very key. We've been called out to love ourselves. We've been called out to look after one another. We've been called out to belong. We've been called out to the same family. It doesn't matter where our background, our bank account, your education, you, what else? <laughs> your status. It's okay. It's good. Honestly, we respect that. And it matters in this earth. We better know it matters. Okay? But when it comes to the kingdom, we are one. We've been called, we belong to the same family. We have, this, we have one single father. Hallelujah. We belong to ourselves. We love. Amen. And we've been called to pray together. You see Jesus setting a pattern for us. We've been called to pray together. We've been called to make the will of God known on earth. We've been called to, to, we've been called to belong to that family, to that relationship where God's plan and purpose is being fulfilled. Amen. We've been called to serve God's will together. The will of God is not just fulfilled. That will is fulfilled in our relationship, in our teamwork, in our team effort. We've been called to grow and to learn together. Hallelujah. I just want us to think about what we've had today, all right, that we have been called. And we, 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 we own this responsibility to God to be part, to be an active part of that family. All right? We've been called to serve God together. Hallelujah. I just want us to pray just, just, just quickly as we wrap up. I want us to, you know, just pray that God will help you, help me to be part, to be a good part of this family. You know, we've been called. There's no doubt about that. We've seen several scriptures 
teaching us that we have been called, called to be part of his family, called to be part of his purpose, you know, and that purpose is carried out by our relation. Just pray for God. Just pray this morning and ask God to help you. The Lord, you will help me to be a good member. To, you help me to contribute well to this family. You know, help me to be an active part of this family. You have called us friends. You've called us, you know, your, your, uh, your, your own, a member of your family. Help me, Lord. Just pray for yourself this morning. It's the beginning of a new year, and God is expecting a lot from us. All right? In our relationships, in our association, in our church meetings, in our church services, we are praying that God will help us. Lord, help us as family, in the name of Jesus, as individuals, as, 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 as a couple, as, you know, as, as, as a church, they called out once in the name of Jesus. Help us to be friends indeed. Help our relationship to be better and help us to fulfill our, your purpose, your agenda, your will in our relationships in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank and give you glory. We praise your name this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.